Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery, starring Jerry Springer with Gene Galvin and me, I am Maria Corelli. We are recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience here in Folk School Coffee Parlor of Ludlow, Kentucky. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Judge Jerry! Thank you! Thank you! That is great. And I just, by a councilwoman bringing me a glass of water, there is service. Whoa, councilwoman, a park board member, could I get a similar glass about half fat chicken? No, don't eat it. Julie Nadera, Ludlow City Council. Someone came prepared. I see you. Well, wait smart, a what second. What the hell is smart water, this by water the way? This water. Smart tub. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is yeah. this the Ludlow Water District, guys? Oh, it's good water. Don't worry about it, Jerry. No, it's fuzzy. I'll Look take it. it. Don't worry about it, Jerry. Just what walk. kind of water is this? No, <laughs> mine's not. <laughs> oh, well, that is true. Jerry, just drink it. <laughs> no, forget it. Drink no, it. Hey, by no. the way, I've been around Ludlow, long enough. I know this because I live in Ludlow. The Ludlow Water uh. tests... <laughs> Excellently. That's yes, true, by the does. way. It, it does. It does test excellently. Yeah. And hey, if by you're the way, thinking of moving the Ludlow, just bring your own water. Bring your own water. Hey, uh, as the executive producer, I have expenses. I wanted to ask you if you could uh, give me a check tonight for, and I have the exact amount, $22,216.44. It's very exact, oddly enough. And I need, I'm going to need, I'm going to need a check for that amount. I'm going to need one too. Yeah. <laughs> What, what what possibly could this be for? Well, I have joined an organization. You're going to agree that I'm willing to pay I that for it. a severance fee for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. I have what? joined the International Association of Executive Producers. <laughs> and do they have an ac- uh, an application blank? Cuz I'd like to see what you wrote on it. Well, <laughs> I just explain what I do and what I don't know. And I don't, there's some things I don't know about how to do this job, but it's for... Surprise, surprise! (laughs) No, it is for uh, their annual costs and my travel. Uh, And I'd like to have a vote, uh, have a vote of approval for that from the corporation, which is you. (laughs) All in favor? (laughs) <laughs> All opposed, I <laughs> Hey, um, I saw the other day yeah. Running Wild, I brought this up before, I'm not trying yeah. to beat a dead horse, as they say, but Running Wild with Bear Grylls, yes. which is a show, I this saw. former commando yeah. from England who does his show, very outdoorsy, mm. and he frankly takes celebrities out and gets them out of their comfort zone, Maria, and he gets them to rock climb it. Etc. Doing some really daring stuff, Mm. and including uh, eating out on the trail with food that he finds. You know, they'll eat a snake and cook it, and blah blah blah. (laughs) So they had on the other night, and I've seen Juliana Huff on there from Dancing with the Stars, friend of Jerry's. I saw the other night Shaquille O'Neal and Shaq. You'd say, well, he played center for Orlando Magic, you know, athlete, but he's a big dude now, and he's. And he hated this stuff. He did not like to do any, but he did it. And I thought, I'd say it again, Jerry, can't we make contact with that show? And I am dead serious, not a joke. 
to get you on that show. It would help promote Judge Jerry. Yeah. How many people here would watch that? That is not a joke. People would watch it. Your age is not a factor. You're in great shape. You could do everything. I have seen you get forced to do things. We talked about the zip line across this big open space at Sturgis out when we did the motorcycle ride out there. You, if you don't know what's coming, you'll do anything. Yeah, because I don't know what's coming. Yeah, if you don't know what's coming. There's a reason then, for Lewis, that. Beck, do you remember that? Lewis in the audience, and he was with us, and Jerry rode this zip line, did not want to do it, but did it, and afterwards, I think, thought it was great. It was a lot of fun. So, can't we get... So, it's like, can't eating we get, snakes is the same thing. It's same oh. thing. Same thing. Can't you get your agent, I swear to God, if your agent contacted that show, He'd be they fired. would schedule you. <laughs> Jerry, tell I'm me this. I can tell I am, you five upsides for doing it. You want me outside it. my comfort zone. I get that. I'm out of my comfort zone right, <laughs> right now. now. <laughs> this, right now. I come here every uh, few weeks. And this you're is out, out of my uh, comfort zone. <laughs> working with him. Hey, hey, hey. No, what, I, I don't want to do the, that. What are the downsides to it? Downside? Yeah, give me a downside. I can think of the upsides. What's okay. the downside? Vomiting. <laughs> <laughs> On yourself. <laughs> Diarrhea. <laughs> On yourself. Yes. Yeah. It's just all the things that in your final days, <laughs> you just... I don't want that. Don't want. You're waiting for all that. Vomiting and diarrhea. Yeah, yeah, yeah vomiting and diarrhea. Man, no, it, I, I'm not... I, I'll admit, I'm, I'm, I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think... Oh, my Jerry. God. Hey, Jerry, seriously, no. I don't think Shaquille O'Neal wanted to do it. I think here's why people When do I'm it. seven foot one, I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> I think people do it because they know, well, first of all, they're paid to do it, one would assume. I have no idea how much. How much? I don't know. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Now we're talking. Ooh, may yeah. I find out how much? Yeah. Would it be enough to buy a plane? Okay. May I find out? Will okay. you authorize me to make contact with Running Wild with Bear Grylls show and ask, begin to ask some questions. I'll get a producer on the air with us in an upcoming episode yeah. to talk to you. Would you agree to that? Help him out here. He agrees. Don. No. Maria, Don. <laughs> no. And Maria, we get to go, too. Yes. Yeah. No, because it'd be all negotiations. What kind of a plane would it be replaced? Oh, well, we can no. do I'll, that. Go, yeah. I'll go as your snake, the snake wrangler. <laughs> yeah, she'd be the snake wrangler. Yeah. Would you eat a snake... Uh, out the on the right trail. price. <laughs> yeah. hey, that's the right answer. You want a plane, baby? <laughs> yeah. No, that's the right answer. Because that's pro. I wonder oh. if those people are paid this much to be on so that many show. Levels. <laughs> this is just anyway. Yeah. All right, I will. I will make contact and I'll keep you apprised. The water is clearing up. <laughs> that's how it is. Just you have to stick around long enough. Hey, it's just there. <clears throat> That is what it is, That's right? It's just air. It's yeah. actually our city motto. Uh, do you, you live in Ludlow? Do you, no, you don't. No. He looks healthy. That's why. We we have uh, uh, Harold Tucker, Debbie Bogan. She's for live in Ludlow. I do. Julian Navarro. Our water is really. It's excellent. it's good. I just. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Jerry. No, it's good. I another, swear, the water is good. Great. It, it does taste uh, good. The glass is filthy. Republicans, 
<clears throat> Republicans always ha- the Republicans have always said since Donald Trump got <clears throat> elected, well, Democrats wanted to impeach him from day one, so don't pay any attention to them. And this is in light of the upcoming uh, impeachment vote that's about, well, the impeachment votes happened. Now it's going to the Senate. Uh, they said that. That's how Republicans kind of push back the Dems saying, hey, you always want to yeah. impeach him from day one. What do you think of that? Well, uh, they're mostly right. Uh I think from day one, and you could tell by the millions of people that marched on the first day of his presidency, he hadn't even been in yet for a full day. And, you know, much of the nation was unhappy with him as president and didn't think he was legitimately the president. And, uh, yeah, there was this feeling from day one that, you know, he's, he's a pretender to the throne. We can't have him in. And, uh, but there... I have some responses to that. There are three that come to mind. First of all, the impeachment isn't a trial. The impeachment isn't a trial. It's just the bringing of charges. But when a trial comes, that's in the Senate. And that's when you have to take the oath of being able, whatever your previous bias is, of being able to look at the facts as presented and make a judgment. And anyone who's ever been in a courtroom or watched a courtroom television show, you know, when they have the, uh, uh, when they decide who's going to be sitting on the jury, they always ask the potential jurors. uh, First, they try to find out if they have any previous biases. And then they say, despite that, do you think you'll be able to just look at the facts as presented and make an unbiased decision, despite what you thought beforehand? And once in a, sometimes people are honest and say, no, I don't think I will be able to. But sometimes they say, yes, even though I have this bias, I'll just look at what's being presented and make my decision based purely on that. And that's what we have in our judicial system. But the impeachment is the prosecution. It's prosecutors deciding that there is probable cause to believe that an infraction, a crime, whatever, has been committed. Prosecutors don't can be biased against a defendant. They, they don't have to like the defendant. They can say, boy, I really dislike this defendant. This guy, he's awful. He's horrible. I'm sorry he's walking on this planet. He's terrible. Prosecutors are allowed to do that because they still have to prove their case beyond a reasonable doubt in a court of law. So the fact that the Democrats who brought the impeachment in the House, which is their constitutional right to do, the fact that they may have had a bias, yeah, no surprise. That's why they're prosecuting. It's not enough to remove a, a president because there you have to then go to the Senate and have a trial. So that's the first thing. Yeah, there's a bias, of course. The second, the facts have to support the removal from office, and that's where you have to have the fair trial. So don't worry about what the Democrats believe or think or wish. Just because you want someone to be convicted doesn't mean they didn't violate the law. Just because you dislike someone doesn't mean they're not behaving criminally. You know, a lot of the people that are facing crimes in court or whatever and facing convictions, 
people don't like. But you still have to prove it in a trial. So it's okay. The facts are not being denied in terms of what the Democrats have done. Even now, the Republicans aren't denying the facts. They're just saying it's not worthy of impeachment. But then no one's denying what happened because they got the records. They got the testimony of people who were there in the House they did. They haven't got it in the Senate yet. So the fact that there's a bias by the prosecutors, by the Democrats in this case, by the Democratic Party in this case, who unabashedly don't like Trump, that's irrelevant to the fact as to whether or not he did anything is worthy of impeachment. And I should also tell you that just because you have a feeling of bias against someone, it doesn't mean that in a trial you couldn't swear and mean it because it's under oath that you will look at it objectively as much as you can. Because remember with Nixon, the Republicans did that. The Republicans were totally on Nixon's side until the tapes came through. And when the tapes of the White House tapes were made public, that is the first time that Senator Howard Baker and a number of others went to, uh, and Goldwater went to Nixon and said, you know, we've been for you, you're our party, we support you, we voted for you, we campaigned hard for you, we're not Democrats, we're not a liberal, we're not whatever, but the facts are that you did these terrible deeds and therefore you've got to leave. And that's what we're dealing with now. What makes McConnell and those guys so deplorable is they're not willing to look at it fairly. They're not willing to, they've said, we made up our minds. We don't care what the evidence is. We don't need to hear any witnesses. So that has to be taken into account. So how do we fix this problem of, uh, of this unsettlement, of this instability of once a person is elected president Right, half the nation or more than half the nation doesn't want this person, doesn't think he or she is legitimate. And part of it is structural. We have a system whereby the only office in America where the most votes don't determine the winner is the President of the United States. Every other office holder in America get, that gets elected has to have more votes than his or her opponent. Every office. So why would the only office that we don't pay attention to the votes of the American people and who the American people elected be the president of the United States when it is the one office that represents all the people? Well, of course, that's because we have the Electoral College. And the Electoral College gave the election to Trump. 
because he won enough states with enough electoral votes that even though more Americans voted for Hillary by three million, so it wasn't even a nail-biter, it was a landslide, but she didn't win enough states, and therefore Trump is president. If we don't fix that problem, because understand, we've had this problem now twice in the last 20 years. Bush in 2000, where Gore got more votes, and Trump in 2016, where Hillary got more votes. So we've got a problem now, and because of the way the population is spread out, this problem is not going away. We are going to face many more elections under the current system where the candidate that gets the most votes won't be president because moderates and liberals tend to live on the coasts. But the great vast middle of the country, which has winds up with the most electoral votes, has the fewer people. And so this is going to keep happening. How can we change it? Well, we need a constitutional amendment, you would think at first, because the Constitution has set up the system of electing presidents. So how do we change it? We're not going to get a constitutional amendment, because to get a constitutional amendment, you need two-thirds of both the House and the Senate. Well, they're not going to do this, because they represent a lot of these middle-of-the-country states, and the smaller states don't like... The smaller states like this system, because if it's on the popular vote... It's going to be very hard to get a president elected from the smaller states, they figure. They won't be represented. So here's one possible answer. There is a pact now. It's called the National Popular Vote Interstate Compact. What this is, it is an agreement by state legislatures from the various states that whoever wins the election on the national vote, their state's electoral votes will go to that candidate. So, for example, in the last election, Hillary got the most national votes. So Ohio would give all of its electoral votes, regardless of how Ohio voted, it will give all its electoral votes to Hillary Clinton. If every state did that, then whichever candidate got the most Americans voting for him or her, that person would be the president. So what's the argument against? Now, this pact so far has enough states that have already signed on that they represent 194, excuse me, 196 electoral votes. The compact says that this won't be enforceable until there are enough states that represent 270 electoral votes because then that compact would elect the next president of the United States. In other words, no one has to do this. Ohio doesn't have to do it unless all the states in the compact represent 270 because then they can deliver. If they don't get to 270 electoral votes, then every state continues to vote and the electoral votes go under our current system. So 
That's what the compact is. And it's constitutional because the Constitution specifically says, Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2, that each state legislature is to define the method of appointing its electors to vote in the electoral con, con, uh, college. Get that. The Constitution says it is up, for example, to the legislature in the state of Ohio to decide how its electoral votes are to be distributed. So they can pass a law in this compact saying that whoever wins the national election, all of Ohio's electoral votes must go to that person. And we now have, I repeat, enough states signed on to that to give us 196 electoral votes. There are states that haven't signed on yet but the legislation is in those states is pending. And those states where the legislation is pending represent 113 electoral votes. In other words, we're almost at the point where this will become the law of the land. As soon as we get to enough states that represent 270 electoral votes, they sign the compact and that's it. So now you could say, let's say you're a Republican in Ohio or whatever, and you say, oh, man, you know, our state voted for the other guy. So therefore, why, you know, we're going to be forgotten. We don't have representation. Wrong. Every other office holder that you vote for represents your community. Your councilman your mayor, your county commissioner, your governor, your state rep, your congressman, your U.S. senator. Every elected official represents your neighborhood, your community, your city, your county, your state. Everyone. The only office holder elected in the United States of America that is not supposed to just represent a particular community, but supposed to speak for all Americans, is the President of the United States. We are the only democracy on this planet that votes for a leader, and the person who gets the most votes isn't the leader. That is crazy. This is the way to change it, because if you don't change it, we will have election after election, I promise you, because most people live in California, in New York, in the big states, Texas. That's where most people live. Why should? Why is that bad that they obviously should have more clout on who the president is than Montana? Montana is represented by their congressmen and senators and mayors, etc. They get representation for the issues of their community, but for the nation, for what America is in the world... Every American should have one vote, and every vote should count as much as anybody else's. All right, everyone. 
we're bringing our musical guest up. Uh, he was on the past few episodes, and we're happy to be bringing him back for this episode. Everyone, welcome Xander Wells. To the Xander! Oh. Oh. oh! Even the shoes are the same. <laughs> yeah, we talked about a little bit last time about um, your influence with... Uh, blues and and such and just wanted to know a little bit more about your story of and dave van ronk you mentioned in a previous episode yes. i love dave van he ronk. is my absolute favorite yeah, okay. he's I, i'm not gonna lie i got into him because of the uh movie inside lewin davis which was loosely yes. inspired about his um mm-hmm. life and that's how i got folk music i learned all the songs from that movie um, oh, and then i actually did my research uh, and you know read mayor mcdougall street and a bunch of other books and yeah he's my He's my hero. He's great. I wish I would have discovered him a little earlier in my <laughs> life, but, you know. Um, would you go ahead and play it for us another song? And Absolutely. Let us know what the song is called. Yeah, uh, this, song, this song's a little personal to me. This one hasn't been released yet. I'm planning on releasing it soon. Um, it's called Hoppy, and uh, my last name actually used to be Xander Wells Hoppy. Um, I had, uh, <laughs> that was my dad's last name. Uh, my dad and I, we had a really complicated relationship. Um, and you know, I, I was fortunate enough to be raised by a wonderful stepdad who I consider my father, my mom, a family. But, uh, about three years ago, my biological dad passed away. Um, and, um, I, it took a bit to get, you know, used to that. It's obviously, it's a very, and there's no words to describe that. But my dad, he used to be in a rock band, a psychedelic rock band called the Headstone Circus, THC. And uh, they toured up and down the, uh, they were a bunch of hippies. They toured up and down the East Emphasis Coast. Emphasis on stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, and my, like, my mom used to help book their shows and stuff. That's why her and I work well together. But there's a place down there in Virginia where they're from called Cary Street Cafe. And this is kind of what I remember from it when I was a kid. So Nice. Richmond, where my father died. Cary Street, we would sing. Look at all those hippies that they'd bring. And the hoppies were the loudest bunch around. Got so high, their feet wouldn't touch the ground. I swear, have you ever heard? So April showers, they bring May flowers, but in the fall they will be dead. I got a heart of gold, but when I grow old, it will be filled with lead. And the circus was filled with headstones, trying to busk to pay off all of the debt loans. Lucky for me, blue guitar was the only thing I owned. And 
so April showers they bring May flowers but in the fall they will be dead I got a heart of gold but when I grow old it will be filled with lead gravity's bringing me high reaching me up to the sky why did you leave so soon tell me Tell me if it's true. Tell me, tell me, tell me that April showers they bring May flowers, but in the fall they will be dead. I got a heart of gold, but when I grow old, it will be filled with lead. It will be filled with lead. It will be filled with lead. Thank you. Yes, yeah, that's so good. We love your writing. <laughs> I um, we want to thank you again, Xander, for for coming out to our podcast and gracing yeah. us with your songs. <laughs> it's my pleasure. I really, it's, yeah. this is yeah. awesome. It's really and cool. uh, for the listening audience out there, Xander is spelled Z A N D E R. No. <laughs> no. Oh, it's not. It's oh, X. sorry, X. <laughs> I thought you were making, I thought you were doing a bit. Like I was like, oh, that's, oh no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Well, that clears yeah, that up. It's with an X. So. You guys gonna edit that out, right? <laughs> no, it's great. Sorry, I literally just messed up my letters. <laughs> yeah. um, it's, it's like Xavier. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that so many times. So no, X A N D E R <laughs> Wells. Yeah. Yeah. Same. And then, uh, where can we? Our, where can our audience hear you on Absolutely. social media? So, um, I have music that's on Spotify, iTunes, and Apple Music, and um, I. If you go onto Facebook or Instagram at uh, Xander Wells Music, you can see where all my shows are. I usually play about six to eight shows a month in the greater Cincinnati area. And uh, come on out. I'll say hello. Nice. <laughs> Great. And uh, would you take us out on Down by the Riverside? And it's up to you whether you want Jerry to sing with you. What is this, a democracy now? <laughs> hey, every vote, every vote. No, yeah. <laughs> I would be honored. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna lay down my heavy load Down by the riverside Down by the riverside Down by the riverside I'm gonna lay down my heavy load Down by the riverside Down by the riverside I ain't gonna study war no more Ain't gonna study war no more Ain't gonna study Down by the riverside